0: I think i'm doing those eyes <laughs> <laughs> i think i'm in love
1: it was terrifying the pain the the fear of being eaten i was drowning at the same time i just accepted that i was gonna die
2: was there a bit of fandom for you when it came on oh huge and you know, yeah, i did not try to hide i did not try <laughs> to hide it at all
3: out of the box with serge niggas on fbi
2: Big thanks to Alex Pye for the epic morning of Sydney Music and Culture News. If you missed anything she played, you can head to fbiradio.com to catch up on Al's show or any other program here at FBI Radio. Now, for years, women have fought for gender equality in male-dominated sports. And while there's still a long way to go, these days, women are killing it in pretty much every sport from rugby to cricket. And my guest today is someone who's at the forefront of that movement. Her name is Nicola Barr, and last year she became the number one draft pick for the Greater Western Sydney Giants women's AFL team, solidifying a meteoric rise from an Aussie rules newbie to one of Australia's most talented AFL prospects. Nicola, thanks for coming on the show.
3: Thanks for having me.
2: Now, look, you've obviously had a very sporty life. But I guess like, you know, you were playing soccer before you even started AFL, but where did it all come from for you? Where was your passion ignited for sport?
3: Um, I guess my parents have both been, they are really sporty. So I guess I always was playing sport just because of them. Um, I just loved running around as a kid and I, I grew up overseas in a pretty hot climate and I think I just loved running around outside really.
2: And soccer was the first thing that really you got into. I mean, like how seriously were we playing football?
3: Um, not too seriously, to be honest. I think I, being overseas, I didn't have that many opportunities, I guess, to represent my country or, or things like that. So I was playing a little bit of soccer. And then when I moved back to, well, not back to Sydney, when I moved to Sydney, um, I was playing for Manly United in under 16s and I loved my soccer, but I definitely was never going to excel at it. I don't think so.
2: And so how did the AFL thing then come about? Because it seems like a pretty big leap.
3: Yeah, well, I guess there's a lot of crossover, to be honest, between soccer and AFL. Obviously, the kicking action is there and... I think the patterns of play and and the way you move the ball and and things like that sort of do cross over a lot. Yeah. And I played a lot of netball as well, so I guess
2: because isn't um, Sam Kerr obviously who's like this incredible mm-hmm. soccer player at the moment, yeah. scoring goals that are just blowing everyone's mind. There's someone the other day linked her to a, a, a women's AFL team, didn't they? They said that was maybe Collingwood or someone contacted her or something. <laughs> did you hear
3: that? Yeah, I did read an article. I've read a couple of things about that, but I think she's. I was reading an article the other day on her that um, a big feature article and. She was talking about how people have approached her, I guess, to play AFL because she did play when she was younger. <laughs> okay, but you know she's obviously excelling in soccer now, and she was talking about giving back to a sport that's given so much to her, which I think is really important as well.
2: Because yeah. there's, I mean, there's so many incredible Australian women that are like, you know, crossing over sports like you've crossed over, I guess. But you know, we've, we've also got uh, like jewel um general nationals in cricket and soccer as well like i mean Mm. like what what does that say about women and their capabilities does that say that they're i guess better than better be able to cross over sports
3: yeah it's crazy i mean we've got a few in our team netballers and cricketers and we've had a basketballer and things like that so there is a lot of crossover but i think to be honest it almost reflects that we are semi-professional almost in a way i mean if you can play both sports i think i'd love to get to a spot I mean, as much as it's great to be able to play two sports, I think that's awesome. And Mm. I think it's amazing that girls can. It's obviously incredibly talented. But I do think you look at men in sport and they only really focus on one sport. And I think that's because they get the chance to be full-time athletes.
2: Yeah. So it's more of a reflection of the inequality in a sense in terms of like how much money you can earn and how much you can actually take it as a professional career, right?
3: Yeah, I think so. But again, it's, I mean, they're obviously incredibly talented women to be playing elite sport at... In, in two different sports, <laughs> yeah. Totally.
2: It's, it's mind-blowing, really. Now, I mean, like, when, when it came to the AFL for you, I mean, you, you know, because th- I want to get back into that, because just making, you made such a quick transition. Like, when did you first start playing AFL?
3: I started playing very randomly in year 11 at school. Um, and I just, our sports director said to us, who wants to have a go? And I usually throw myself at anything, and I decided to th- throw myself at that. And just from the first game, I loved it, and I haven't really looked back.
2: And then how long was it until you were, you know, drafted into the Women's AFL League?
3: <laughs> um, so, yeah, two years at school and then I was playing soccer at the same time and then decided when I started uni to just focus on my footy and had two years at Sydney, uh, playing for Sydney Uni Footy Club, which I'm still doing now in my off-season, I guess, for the Giants. Yeah. Um, and then in my third oh, third year, yeah, third, or well, at the end of my second year of uni I was, I was drafted. How
2: was how was that feeling like for you getting drafted into the AFL? I mean, like you must have been blown away, right?
3: Yeah, it was pretty surreal. I mean, I remember going with my mum to Melbourne for the draft, and we got on the plane, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm going to the inaugural women's draft! Like, this is pretty amazing." And it's I'm yeah, it is, and I I'm so grateful that I'm I'm around at the time that I am. Obviously, women have fought for years to play professional sport, no matter what it is, let alone AFL for years, and I feel very privileged to be at the age that I am and I guess, living in the time, yeah, in the time that I'm living so that I, I can live out a dream, I guess. Yeah.
2: It's an amazing yarn I and mean, we're going to get more into it. But firstly, we're going we're gonna to play some music. So what's the first track you brought on for us today?
3: I brought on a song called Billy um, by Raya Park. And Raya Park, I actually grew up with in Singapore overseas. Wow. And yeah, I went to school together with her. And she's just done a few concerts in Sydney recently that I've been to. And I just love the song because... I think it's amazing how music can bring people together. I went to school with Lucy's her <laughs> real name um, when I was, you know, eight years old, and and years no, not twenty years later, ten years later, I'm I'm now seeing her playing live, and I think that's awesome.
0: I see you across the golden lake again, Billy believe wasted on my mind i breathe your name again believe believe but i've been so afraid of your silence to this day your voice trapped under your own skin Billy, Billy, take me back to your so I can.
2: You're listening to Out of the Box and FBI Radio. My name is Serge Nigus. and my guest today is Greater Western Sydney Giants women's AFL player Nicola Barr. Now, growing up, I mean, were there particular women or men in sport that inspired you to to guess, take a career in, in sport?
3: Yeah, I guess I, you always do have role models. I grew up as sort of, we've referred to as playing a lot of soccer. I grew up watching Liverpool play. My family's nice. big EPL supporters and fans and I absolutely adored Steven Gerrard. I still do um and yeah I always looked up to him as a, as a role model I guess and but in terms of women in sport I very very specifically remember Elise Perry coming to our school mm. when I was in about year eight I think and talking to us and I was just like oh my god I want to be like her she's amazing she's such a great role model obviously she's been very very successful and as you saw the other day she got 200 runs um in the ashes and yeah she's she's amazing and yeah I've, I've she's a massive role model for me.
2: And I mean, like, it's only been in the last few years that we've started to actually have these incredible women playing sports that were generally seen as male-dominated sports really start getting some media publicity. And I mean, like, for you, like, can you remember a time where, you know, you you couldn't have even named an, an Australian female AFL player or soccer player? Like, I mean, because it's only been recently that they've really come to light, right?
3: Yeah, for sure. It's it's crazy The I guess the attention it's gotten and it's starting to get and and build over the last few years. I never really had that as a young girl, and so it's really exciting that young girls who you know are wanting to play sport now have these role models that they can look up to and and watch on TV because that was just never there before. And mm. I remember you know very very occasionally you'd have a, a female in sport come and speak to you, but I mean as I said, Elise Perry stood out to me, but. At the time, I reckon she was probably the only one I really knew. I didn't really get to see any on TV or anything.
2: Because at least, Perry, she's obviously dual national, played for Australia in soccer and also in cricket. Do you know if she's... Is she doing both still or is she just doing cricket now at the moment?
3: I believe she's just doing cricket. Mm. I'm not 100% sure. Um, Obviously, it's sort of cricket season at the moment. But, I mean, for women's soccer, it's their season too. So, uh, yeah, I believe she's just playing...
2: It's quite ridiculous. She's had a crazy career. But, I mean,
3: I mean,
2: do you think these days, do you find, like, you know, obviously you have just had the inaugural AFL season. Like, do you find the way the media, um, they receive the, the whole thing and they receive you as talent these days, like, is there a different energy around it to what, like, I guess you're expecting? Are they as enthusiastic as you thought?
3: Way, way better than I thought it would be, to be honest. I didn't realise. Obviously, I'm playing AFL, so that's mostly what I'm hearing about, I did not realise the impact that AFL women's would have on, well, in the media. I didn't realise how enthusiastic everyone would be about it. Um, obviously, you're always going to have people who don't think it's right and you do get a little bit of negative media as really? well. yeah. Really? yeah what course. kind of stuff? Like, Oh, well, I mean, when we first started playing footy, like, you know, you can get a little bit of... It's being tele- televised for the first time and there was a lot of negative comments about the league and and things like that but as i said that's sort of a minority mm, you, they mm. do focus on the really positive things and there's been so many positive media articles or photos or whatever that's that's come out of of this new league um but yeah unfortunately there are still people who don't think that it's the best or you know do have their opinion um but yeah, uh, most of it is generally really positive. And how
2: do you how do you deal with that yourself? Do you just like choose to you know just get on with it and not even worry about it so much, or or does it does it have an impact on you when when people are negative like that?
3: No, I think I sort of just move on. I know those people are just keyboard warriors. So yeah, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really bother <laughs> me. Like I don't really care and. we're we're getting so much great positive attention about the AFL that I just sort of brush those comments off. I think
2: that's an incredible way to deal with it, to be honest. Just get rid of them, I say. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Now, look, uh, moving on to the music again. What are you going to play for us, number two?
3: Well, the other night I went to go and see Fraser A. Gorman play at the Golden Age Cinema in Sydney. Nice. And I just love him. I think he's awesome. He was very funny, quirky kind of guy. And, yeah, it was just awesome. I was at this Golden Age cinema. It was really small. I was with two of my best friends, um, including my boyfriend, and it was just awesome. We were at this really intimate bar, and I just loved watching him play it. And the song is called Skyscraper Skyline Blues.
1: Won't you take your glasses off? It's too hard to see. I don't know a lot. What I've got, I'll give it to you. You can take it all for I know you like to come around, listen to records with me. But my tent table's broken, a bit like my brain. I'll get it fixed, just you wait and see. Love around Scissors back on the highest shelf. Do you have a
4: job?
1: I got one yesterday, washing windows atop a skyscraper, looking down at the people just going about their day. Uh, come around, come on down. I'm washing windows, temples. Around. Love come, around. come on down I'm washing windows Temples are staring at the ground And I feel like I'm 17 again When I'm up that high. Wish the world was upside down so I could jump off into the sky come around. Yeah, I'm washing wind.
2: out of the box on FBI Radio. My name is Serge Negus. My guest today is Greater Western Sydney Giants women's AFL player Nicola Barr. Now, you're also studying medical sciences at Sydney Uni. Is it hard, firstly, balancing your professional sporting career with, I guess, your study and the potential to then go on to a career in sports medicine?
3: Yeah, I get asked this question a lot. Um, And it is is difficult at times, but I'm very lucky in that I love what I'm doing. I love my footy and I love studying what I'm studying, medical science, which is awesome. And I think I generally try and give, I guess, 100% of my focus to the thing that I'm doing at the time. Mm. So if I'm studying, I'm studying. If I'm training, I'm training. And I try not to think about the opposite thing while I'm doing something else, of I course, guess. Of course, yeah. Um, but, you know, it does get pretty challenging at times. Obviously, training takes up t- – training's a job. Really. I mean, I love it, but training is tough a job now. It? Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's tough trying to fit it all in. Yeah, I guess, I mean, particularly you get pretty fatigued. Yeah. And
2: then what about like, I guess, when you've got this impending thing of like, are you going to have to choose one over the other? And, you know, can you choose one or do you have to actually try and balance both even when it comes to a career?
3: Well, that's playing on my mind a lot at the moment. I'm Medical science is a three-year degree and I'd quite like to go and get into medicine post-grad, which is a f- four more years. Um, I have to get in first, but I would like to go and do post-grad med. And post-grad med is really only a full-time thing. You don't really do that. Uh, heartedly, so, yeah, that does play on my mind a lot. Part of me thinks, okay, well, you know, I want to get into med, I need to do that now, but then being 21, I do think that you know, football's here now, I'm 21, I'm at a perfect age, and I should just focus on football. Um, but yeah, it, I go back and forth all the time, but I sort of think at the moment where my mind is is that I'll study as hard as I can, try and get into med. Um, if I do get into med, I'll sort of worry about, worry about 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 the rest later. But, um, yeah, for me at the moment, I think that my, my priority is probably trying to play football as much as I can because Mm. I'm young and I can now and I can study when I'm older, you know what I mean? But you can't play football. Well, you can, but probably not as well when you, as you get older, obviously.
2: Would you ever be able to, I guess, like live a sustainable existence just playing footy? Is that like a realistic thing for for women in the women's AFL league these days?
3: Not right now. Obviously, The football, the AFLW season's only eight weeks long, so that's mm. it's really short. Yeah. And then you've got your pre-season as well. Um, so, yeah, no, I wouldn't just be able to live off football at the moment. I'd definitely be doing a job on the side. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, I'd love to see it get to that stage. Obviously, yeah. but right now, yeah, I definitely wouldn't rely on on AFLW.
2: So now you're just keeping yourself bloody busy and bloody productive. <laughs> exactly, it's impressive. You're putting all of us to shame. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> no uh, look, uh, moving on to the music again. The next song you got for us, "Hey Mama Wolf." Tell us about this one and why you chose this.
3: Uh, this is actually probably just a bit of a lull. This uh, song. Um, <laughs> my boyfriend has this tattooed on the back of his arm, and I don't know why. So, I sort of just want to see what the listeners
2: think. I'm not sure how good the song is. Well, Devendra Banhart, like, is he's a pretty famous guy. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's pretty big. So, I'm sure a lot of people will know this song and like it. So, uh, let's hear it then and see if you can decipher why Nicola's <laughs> boyfriend has these it's tattoos on his arm. You might decipher something out of the lyrics. Who knows? <laughs>
0: When I'm in the woods, I know what to call you now When I'm in the
5: woods, I know
1: what to call you now Hey, my, my, oh Hey, my, my oh Well, maybe the mountains know what to call you now Maybe the mountains know what to call you now Hey my ma wo Hey ma
5: ma wo when I'm in a womb I know what to call you now And when a belly blooms I know what to call you now Hey mama, ma wo Hey mama, ma wo I did Marie, I know what to call you now. Swimming in the sea, I know what to call you now. And when you swim with me, I know what to call you now.
1: When you're under me, I know what to call you now. Hey, my my oh.
2: You're listening to Out of the Box and FBI Radio my name is Serge Negus. My guest today is Greater Western Sydney Giants women's AFL player Nicola Barr. Now, uh, we haven't fully got stuck into the first AFL season, the inaugural AFL season that you just played in. I mean, how was it first up? Like, was it? Did it meet your expectations? Was it as good as you thought it was going to be? Was it intense? What was it like?
3: A bit all over the shop, I think. Yeah. Uh, definitely exceeded expectations in terms of how successful the league was. Did not think <coughs> it was going to be... You know, I didn't think it would have the response that it did and mm. that was an amazing feeling. Um, but I guess at the end of the day, we are there to play footy and and to be honest, that was quite daunting. It's the first time we've had cameras on us, like, constantly. There's articles being written about you or your team or the league. Um, you know, there's always photographers around and stuff like that. So that was pretty different, mm. I think, and not something that I expected. I mean, I think I probably... I could have expected it if i thought about it a little bit more but obviously <laughs> you know you you go into play football which is what you've always sort of done or you have done and just because you love it and then all of a sudden there's a lot of added pressure mm. i guess mm. being in a professional environment so yeah it was really intense i think is how i would describe the first season i absolutely loved it i had such a ball and i love all my teammates and i made some of my best friends and my god it's awesome playing footy at that level for sure um and I just loved it but yeah really intense um change I guess for me and a lot more added pressure and I think that probably got to me for a lot of the season to mm. be honest but what, what do you nice. mean like
2: how did, how did that added pressure play out for you on the field I guess like did it have an impact on your game
3: yeah I think so I don't I'm pretty re- relaxed generally I think but I do think the pressure got to me mm. particularly in the first four weeks of that season um I just sort of I think almost overthought my a lot of my decisions on the field and and there was so much information obviously that I was getting which was fantastic because I have so much to learn about footy but yeah it was just almost an information overload so I think I sort of was overthinking a few of my decisions on the field rather than just relaxing and playing but luckily I did I think by the fifth round which probably you know in an eight-week season is pretty (laughs) late but uh, by the fifth round I definitely did feel a lot more comfortable and Definitely going into this season, I feel a lot more relaxed than I did last year.
2: And I mean, like, obviously, AFL is a pretty intense game. Like, I mean, I personally like, I could never do it. Like, I play soccer, yeah, um, but I could never play AFL because I just feel like there's too much running and too much <laughs> physical, like, contact the whole time. I mean, like, was was there any animosity between certain teams? Did like we because you, you're knocking yourself. Over the whole time, you know, the women are be bouncing into each other, they put yeah. some big hits. I mean, was there was there any kind of conflict that was created or was there any like rivalries created throughout the season between certain oh, teams?
3: Look, there's always rivalries in, in footy and I pro- probably in any sport I think, but you know, the girls just go really hard. It's, it's just a <laughs> really, really tough game and yeah. there's ruthless girls that are playing. But, you know, that's what everyone should do on on the field. You know, you go on a white line fever, you know, you cross you cross the line and, and you're just there to play and yeah, you do get some really big hits and, and hopefully you give some big hits back. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, look, it is a bit like that, but nothing, you know, that's off the field. I don't really. think everyone just loves the game.
2: And it, were there particular players that, like, w- were standouts for you that you're looking forward to coming up to against this coming season? Like-
3: yeah, definitely. Um, I loved the fact – obviously, I'm from Sydney, so I've been playing – Sydney football for a long time so for me to be playing in the AFLW and be playing against the best of the best you know from Melbourne particularly where AFL's massive was awesome I love you know although it's really tough I Mm. love playing girls from Melbourne or playing girls that have had a lot of experience whether you know Erin Phillips has was playing basketball and now is playing footy and and won the best and fairest so you know to come up against girls like Erin or Daisy Pierce or anyone like that is amazing. You really learn a lot.
2: So overall, you reckon the first season was a damn success, you yes, say? Yes. And 100%. I mean, what are your what are your hopes for the future for for the women's league?
3: Obviously, I the main goal would be for it to be full-time and and that to be a possible job for us all, I yeah. think, you know, that would be amazing. Um but the AFL's been really clever about I think how they've structured everything, um and how they're going about it. Mm-hmm. You know, The timing of the league at the moment is in summer when it's the male off season. So we have been able to get a lot of viewers, I guess, because of that, because people just love footy and want to watch it. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I think it's been really good, but obviously I want it to grow and... I want more and more girls to play and and for the season to get longer. But yeah, definitely in Sydney, I can say that there's been a massive, massive increase in the amount of girls that are interested in playing, which is awesome.
2: And do you think that like if it was to evolve into a full season, do you reckon it'd be better off doing it in summer or or in winter with the men's league?
3: Oh, look, it's so hard to say. I I don't mind playing in, in the summer. I grew up in... A hot environment so I, to be honest I'd prefer to be hot than cold oh, so if running you're asking around, me personally running around
2: for so long <laughs> like in, in such a physically intense game that is insane you're, yeah. you're mad you're completely mad
3: <laughs> <laughs> no I'm not too fast, but um yeah obviously I'd love it to be full-time at some point
2: now the next song you brought on like a fool by crazy p cracker of a track I mean what does this one say to you
3: well, I to be perfectly honest, I don't really think I was that into music until a couple of years ago, okay. and I think my boyfriend's probably a big contributor to that. Um, if and it's I, good for nothing else, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and I probably didn't listen to a lot of electronic music. I don't think, but I really love this track, and I listen to this kind of music when I'm in the gym doing weights and stuff. And yeah, I really love this track, and a lot of their other music too. I really like their um, track "Heartbreaker" as well.
2: It's a, I love "Heartbreaker." Yeah. It's such a good tune. Thank well, you. let's whack it on. This is like a full by Crazy Pay. This is out of the box and FBI radio. My name is Sergio Nigus. My guest today is Greater Western Sydney Giants women's AFL player Nicola Barr. Now, Nicola, for any young young girls out there, or just any girls in general who are wanting to play serious contact sport like AFL, you know, for years there have been these barriers, these you know, these kind of gender stereotypes that have been put upon us. I guess, like, are those barriers still there today? Do you think?
3: Definitely not. Um, I think obviously the fact that the AFL has now got a a full-time professional not full-time professional league um that that in itself breaks down a lot of barriers and, <coughs> and shows girls that they can play contact sports um and play them well so i think that that's awesome for a lot of girls i think they actually move to afl because they love the contact part of it mm. um and that's something that they haven't been able to experience i guess in other sports like soccer or netball um obviously non-contact so for, yeah i think just in itself the league shows that girls can play contact sports yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, that and they can do it really well. Um, for me, I actually moved to AFL not because of the contact. I, actually, I don't know. If you talk <laughs> to my teammates, masochist. I reckon yeah, yeah. they'll uh, tell you I'm soft. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I think that just the fact that there's women playing professional sports that do involve contact that just goes to show that girls can do that.
2: Because, mm. like, for me, like, I mean, growing up, I remember at high school, you know, the only contact sport that, you know girls were allowed to play in at my public high school in the country was was um basically it was like it was like a touch footy and it's like but wait that's not even contact mm. and that was literally it like i mean if if there are any barriers out there still in that regards i mean if if you're having people just even if it's a silent discouragement like what can you do to get above that like how can young girls go out there and find these teams to go play with if their school doesn't offer AFL for them for example. Well just
3: prove them wrong I think Um, first of all but yeah obviously if their school doesn't offer contact sports that's obviously very difficult but I mean nowadays there's so many different clubs that you can get involved with particularly with footy I mean in the country footy is so popular Um, so I know that there's plenty of clubs that are looking for girls I mean there's obviously AFL womens has been a massive success and i think that clubs are now really looking to start um having young young girls teams which is awesome so yeah i definitely don't think that they should feel like they can't in mm. for, in for any reason i mean they if they want to play afl and or any sport that's contact then they definitely should and there are always pathways to get into that um and yeah if there's comments or people who don't think that they can do it then i just think prove them wrong yeah how do you yeah. deal
2: with the skeptics you know like you just you just give it straight back to them like what's the best way to deal with a skeptic is telling the young girl that they can't play afl oh
3: god just yeah again just prove them wrong like i don't i'd be surprised if people as i said like i mostly get positive comments about mm. playing afl now it's very rare that i get um personally a, a negative comment about women playing afl but yeah i just think prove them wrong and you know show that you can and because the, the, there's endless possibilities nowadays yeah for sure and i mean like
2: in in, in that regard like uh, what are some of the kind of the areas of in sport in australian and female sport like that you think we're going to see some really big kind of action in in the in the coming years like get the sporting like you know rug whether it's rugby or or any other ones like what, what are the ones that we should look out for
3: Oh, God, look at everyone. <laughs> look at every single one. I mean, so many sports have really started advertising their women. Um, and, you know, there's rugby, there's AFL, there's soccer. Like, and you know what's so great about it is that the success of every women's sport is pumping each other up, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, AFL has been really good, and that's pumping up soccer, which is really good, which is pumping up cricket, you know? So, it's just a knock on effect. And yeah. I think that that's what's so great about it. You know, there's, I think sometimes there's a bit of talk about it being competitive, like, oh, you know AFL's doing better than soccer or cricket's doing better than AFL or whatever you know so to, but at the end of the day the attention in the media that each women's individual sport is getting means that everyone's sort of in a race to keep growing and, and get better and provide better access for girls or better programs for girls or whatever so I, I think it's great.
2: One of the ones that I've been loving so much in the last several years is um the women's surfing. Like, women's surfing yep. is doing so well. And, and and the World Surfing League, like, have done amazing in that regard to mm. give equal opportunity for both of those competitions. Yep. And, man, like, more often than not these days, like, I, I prefer watching the women. Like, one yep. perfect example of where I prefer watching the women, actually, is I really do feel like the Matildas soccer team. Yeah are far better to watch than oh, the is yeah. these days. Yeah. They actually are. They actually yeah. play better football. Yeah. And you can't even deny that. And you've got people like Adam Peacock, who's mm. like, you know, Fox Sports, like football commentator, literally saying that as well. Mm. So it's like, yeah. it's an incredible time. It is. It, it is. You're killing it at the moment. You're killing it. At... <laughs> now, look, uh, moving on. Next track you got for us, what are you going to play?
3: I am going to play one of my favorite songs. If I could start today again by Paul Kelly. I love Paul Kelly. I could play every single one of his songs. Um, and I love this song because I think I, I'm i very busy and I, I know a lot of other female athletes and just people generally are very busy and I think sometimes I tend to get caught up in my own thoughts and worry about what I'm doing and I'm, if I'm balancing everything right and blah, blah, blah and I think this song just reminds me that everyone's like that mm. and, you know, you just need to enjoy what you've done and, and be happy with what you've done and, and be present, I guess, in what you're doing, which I really like.
5: All the kings and queens in the Bible, they could not turn back time. So what chance have I of a miracle in this life of mine? I only want one day to unsay the things I said, undo the thing I did. 24 little hours Oh God, please wipe them all away And I promise I will change If I could start today again I know I'm not the milk and honey kind Today I proved it true When the red mist falls around my eyes I know not what I do Please give me back today And I won't say the things I say Or do that thing I do Every minute, every hour replace just the same, and I can't stand the shame, let me start today again. That's all of every day that's been before since time began I know my prayers in vain but for a second I'll pretend that I can start today again.
2: You've been listening to Out of the Box and FBI Radio. My name is Serge Negus. My guest today has been Greater Western Sydney Giants women's AFL player Nicola Barr. Now, you're not far off from the 2018 season. Can you, can you run us through what the preseason training is like? Because it's summer for one, but also we all know that AFL is one of the most intense physical you know, sports you can play. Run us through your day to day in training like when it comes to your, your preparation.
3: Yeah, well, pre is a little bit different to in-season. Preseason is a lot harder, usually. <laughs> um, so, at the moment, we are training Monday, Wednesday, Thursday and Saturday at the footy club. And so, Saturday morning is really nice because, unlike us, most of us female athletes, <laughs> we finally get to train during the day, which is nice. But usually, it's in, in the afternoon, um, which is pretty tough to get to, I think, when, by the time you've either been at uni all day or you're working all day. Um, but yeah, so we start about four thirty, five thirty, 30 on Monday, Wednesday and Thursday and on those three days, Monday's a big session on the track, same with Wednesday and on both of those days we do gym afterwards as well and that's the same as Saturday but it's in the morning and then on Thursday we have a touch session um, which is just indoor and we just do a lot of quick hands and um, just little skills I think that is going to help us in our game but yeah not as much running on a Thursday which is nice um but yeah Monday Wednesday Saturday are the big on field sessions so we're usually out there for about an hour or an hour and a half on Saturday and then we go into the gym and do weights for about an hour and then after that you've obviously plenty of recovery and stuff and on my off days I like to I cycle everywhere so I like riding my bike um and I go to yoga um make sure you go to the beach as well good excuse to get a tan and recovery as well so yeah it's pretty hectic at the moment um the main sessions are pretty big but yeah i love it
2: and how are gws looking going into the new season how do reckon you guys are going to fare
3: a lot better than last season i think um we've got a really great team um just the skills are amazing and it's an awesome bunch of girls um we've obviously got a new coach as well alan mcconnell who's absolutely fantastic he just reads people so well and he just communicates with all the girls really well and is very simple, I guess, about how he's explaining things. So, yeah really good vibe this season and i'm really excited about what we can do
2: so what are your predictions then for where people are going to place and how far you're going to go
3: we're going to make the granny you, reckon? <laughs> <laughs>
2: you said it first here you said it first on fbi radio we'll see you in the grand final well uh look nicola thank you so much for coming on out of the box today it's been an absolute pleasure having you on we wish you all the best for the coming season ahead we do have one last track though f- maybe even two but what, what are you going to play for us
3: Um, One of my absolute, actually probably my favourite artists at the moment is Julia Jacqueline. She's from the Blue Mountains and um, I just love her voice. I think she's awesome. And I guess for me I love a lot of her tracks um, probably because I am very busy. She's very relaxed and easygoing and I just like listening to her music to wind down a little bit. So two of my favourite songs are Don't Let the Kids Win and Coming of Age
2: amazing. Thank you so much again. Coming up next is my Billick with Lunch so stick around for that. Big thanks to my producer Nicole DiPaolo and uh, I'll be back next week. See ya.
6: Don't let the kids win Just let them lose They're not gonna learn anything If that's the way you choose to play Don't let the kids win just let them fall You don't want them growing up thinking See your roads are good at playing basketball Don't let your grandmother die While you're away Cheap trip to Thailand's not gonna make up for never getting to say goodbye. And don't let your brother stop thinking you're cool. Yeah, I know he's got a girlfriend now, and he's taller, but that don't mean he stopped looking up to you. This won't ever change We're gonna keep on getting older It's gonna keep up feeling strange Don't let your friends turn cold while you burn to green When they walk off the stage, embrace them and say that's the best shit I've ever seen And don't let your sister walk down the aisle without pulling it close Saying I love you and it's okay if I don't see you for a while won't ever change We're gonna keep on getting older It's gonna keep on feeling
4: strange
6: Don't let the time go by Without sitting your mother down And asking why Life was like for her before you came to be around And tell her it's okay If she puts herself first Us kids, will be alright If we're not the center of her universe And I've got a feeling but this won't ever change It's gonna keep on getting older It's gonna keep on feeling strange
0: 5.